This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with non-toxic medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, diaper rashes, and other types of skin damage. I discovered Active Skin Repair and their baby spray from my community when our daughter was a newborn and had constant diaper rashes, and it really helped and continues to help. Containing hypochlorous acid, which is an effective option for helping with yeast diaper rashes, we just spray or dab active skin repair onto the skin with a clean cloth or cotton ball let's sit for 15 seconds and then apply our balm or ointment of choice with over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and to get 20% off your order using code PEDSDOC that's p-e-d-s-d-o-c Welcome to this week's episode. I am so excited to welcome Elaine. She is a registered dietitian and one of Enfimil's medical liaisons. And we are going to be talking about nutrients and formula, infant development, formula regulations, and how we can support our child's cognitive development. Thank you so much for joining me today, Elaine. Thank you so much for having me, Mona. Can you share a bit about yourself before we get started? Sure, absolutely. So I've been working in the field of maternal, infant, and pediatric nutrition for about 20 years as a registered dietitian nutritionist and a certified lactation counselor. Now, as a medical science liaison, one of my job roles is to work with leading neonatologists and pediatricians like yourself, as well as our amazing human milk and formula record scientists to make sure our products have the best possible nutrition for babies. And one of my favorite roles is sharing nutritional knowledge with other healthcare professionals and parents like yourself. So I'm really looking forward to diving in today. Me too. And I think that this is such an important topic because parents often have so many questions about formula, the regulations, what the ingredients are, and so much more. So I think this is such an important conversation for people to hear, as well as medical professionals that are listening. And I'm sure I'll learn something too. So I really appreciate it. So one of the biggest things that you know parents often ask about our regulations or FDA guidelines, you know, is formula safe? Is it okay to give to my baby? So based on FDA guidelines, what needs to go into a formula? You know, what is regulated overall in infant formulas? Mm -hmm. So unknown to many, you're absolutely right. Infant formula is one of the most highly regulated foods by the US FDA and requires a minimum amount for 29 nutrients a maximum amount for nine of those nutrients in order to be classified as what we know, infant formula. It must include uh, various vitamins and minerals, such as some things that we know about, vitamin E, choline, selenium. And in addition to those nutritional requirements, there are actually some key safety requirements, which is very important for the well-being of your precious little family member. They require that any formula provides or any new formula provides data showing it's sufficient nutrition for adequate growth, good manufacturing practices, and complies with these annual inspections at their facilities from the U.S. FDA. And then one of the common questions I get asked is, well, what about U.S. formulas comparing them to European formulas? Some people perceive European formulas to be better. Um, Is this true? 
So this is a really hot topic that you're that we're speaking about. Yeah. So many new parents in the U.S. have this misconception that European formulas or EU formulas is more nutritious or more natural than U.S. formulas. And one of the most notable differences between U.S. and European formulas is the regulation of a nutrient known as omega-3 DHA fatty acid, which is one of those healthy fat nutrients that we hear about. Now, the EU or the European formulas require DHA in much higher amounts than what is found in most U.S. formulas. Now, the World Health Organization, otherwise known as the WHO, has recommended the amount of DHA to be 0.2% to 0.36% of total fatty acids. Enfamil Neuropro contains 0.32%, so within that range of total fatty acids, the same average amount which is found in breast milk worldwide. Now, most parents, I think they look at you or European formulas because they're thinking they're more like natural ingredients, which is really interesting because the word natural, you know, it actually doesn't have any guidelines for use. It doesn't even have guidance on putting it on a label. And then there's this preference, I think, that we've heard about, you know, I want my baby to have an organic formula. I want it to be as a grass-fed cow milks, mm-hmm. you know, which again sounds really great, Right but still not scientifically proven, which is important. And these formulations are available in the U.S. And in fact, they are part of the Entomil family of formulas. But more importantly, what one might not think of, Mona, is those potential risks of buying unregulated European formulas. Yeah. So, for example, you know, when you're looking at a can and one of these European formulas, it's possible that the instructions are in a language you can't read. Um, In the scoop size, instructions aren't universal across infant formulas. So for example, when you mix up powder formula, the ratio of the scoops of formula to the amount of water you have to add, which could be in ounces or written in milliliters, it's not the same. So definitely, you know, some potential risk there. Or Let's think about it. It's coming from Europe. So there's some uncertain travel conditions before the formula gets to you. So where exactly is it coming from? How long did it sit on a truck or on a ship, right? Or in an airplane where the temperature, the time, the humidity, there's a lot of potential change there. And then also, you know, lastly, I think about, you know, it's difficult to keep track of whether the formula was recalled in the EU. So safety recalls, they, they happen. They're real. They happen in the U.S. They happen mm-hmm. with food. They happen with formulas. They happen with medications. And we often hear about it or see it on television or some you know, major media outlets. We, we, we're exposed to this. But if we think about getting this information from other countries, and in fact, just within uh, this month of August 2021, there was a major recall of European formulas. I kind of think, like, did you hear about it? Um, you know, how much was that information be able to access by U.S. parents? Yeah, and that's exactly, you brought up so many great points because one of the ones that you, one of the things that you said was about the uncertainty of where you're getting it from. I mean, I've seen a lot of people go on like third party websites that you just don't know. Are they actually sending you what they're telling they're sending you because it's in a foreign right. language? And that's scary to me. At least in America, we know. And I mean, it's like you said, there is a regulation here with FDA guidelines and whatnot that what you're buying on the shelf has been going through checks and balances to make sure like certain other products that they are okay to be on the shelf. So right. Right. And you, you brought up that second point of the fact that things are going to be recalled in America in regards to food, in regards to formula, but at least there is a 
easier way for us to communicate that with our consumers. And also there is more checks and balances here versus, oh, there was a recall in Europe and we are now hearing about it three weeks later. Did you get that actual lot? Where did you get yours from? Like there's so much more confusion. And I, you know, part of me feels like, you know, when I talk to families in my office that want to do the European formula, I ask them, you know, why do you want to go that route? And they say, you know, I heard online or people have said, and I think one of the bigger issues is that formula in general has a bad rap compared Mm -hmm. to breastfeeding. And, you know, as a pediatrician, I really like to remind parents that formula is not inferior. It's actually just a different way to feed your baby. And thanks to, you know, um, formula like Enfamil and these amazing brands that have so many different types of, you know, formulas out there, it's so regulated. And also the ingredients that we'll get into have kind of started to kind of match or be similar to breast milk in some way um, so that we can provide the nutrients and, you know, obviously be regulated to do so. So right. I don't want parents to feel like it's inferior. And I think that's why they go searching somewhere because someone tells them, oh, but this is better because it has this regulation and U.S. doesn't have that. And I don't want us to create this um, misconception that the U.S. and the FDA and companies like Enfamil are not doing a great job because they are. I mean, they right. really are trying to have our baby's best interest at heart for sure. Mm-hmm. Agree. And I want to segue into, you know, the nutrients, right? Because we Mm -hmm. talked about kind of a little bit about the regulations a little bit, but what important nutrients should parents be looking for in formula to help support their cognitive development and overall immune health? Okay, so Mona, here comes my passion. I oh, love <laughs> the brain, it. <laughs> the brain, the body, and the immune system are mm-hmm. rapidly developing in their first thousand days of life. And certain nutrients truly help support that. So simply stated, if you feed like your infant, let's say, I don't know, organic puffs, fresh squeezed orange juice, raw goat milk, oh my goodness, it sounds really healthy. But in fact, your infant would be missing out on these many key nutrients and possibly losing this window of opportunity for laying down this time-sensitive foundation for the development of the brain and the immune system. So what are some of those nutrients? Well, omega-3 DHA, this is a diet-dependent nutrient found in breast milk, meaning Mm -hmm. mom needs to obtain this in her food intake, or she needs to take a supplement or a vitamin that has that DHA in it in order to pass on to her baby. There's another, um, and, and DHA, you know, it really is a fatty acid that acts as a building block for this brain and eye development. Now, there's another nutrient. It's called prebiotics that you may have heard of. Prebiotics mm-hmm. are inclusive of 2-FL human milk oligosaccharides. You may have seen it written as PDX or GOS. And these are, you know, prebiotics really help stimulate growth of friendly, good bacteria found in the gut by acting on this food for the bacteria, which in essence promotes gut health. Oh, it's so fascinating. They call it formula for a reason. You know, it's formulated to kind of mimic a lot of the things that we're trying, you know, obviously people would get in, in breast milk. Um, mm-hmm. But it's these are two prime examples. Um, how is formula being designed to be similar to breast milk? You know, um, what makes, for example, Enfamil NeuroPro so unique? Mm-hmm. So science-driven infant formula brands, they employ, as I mentioned, scientists, and they, we partner with medical institutions to continually study this evolving science of human milk knowledge and really to emulate human milk in their formulations, right? So only Enfamil NeuroPro provides both global expert-recommended amounts of DHA, and these are amounts, again, found in breast milk, and this triple prebiotic blend with those nutrients like 2-FL, human milk oligosaccharides, PDX, and GOS, otherwise known as GOS. 
the next thing I want to kind of go into is, you know, we talked about the ingredients and I think this is so important. And one of the next things is about development. So a lot of misconception around newborn feeding goes to, well, if I feed my child formula um, and if I'm not breastfeeding or if I'm doing a combo, my child is not going to meet the same developmental outcomes, IQ. I mean, I hear all of it. Um, and again, I, I wanted to do this episode to kind of squash those misconceptions. Um, so how does infant formula help support the four developmental domains, which include motor, social and emotional communication and cognition um, in terms of the ingredients or just how it's made? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we think about, you know, you can trust Enfamil's portfolio of really of all of our infant formulas because they include these key nutrients, which will foster cognitive development, you know, will really help make that foundation of that immune health in the gut and overall just well-being. And it's important as we think about infant formulas, they have, you know, Enfamil and Neuropro formulas, they have these clinically proven outcomes to support, you know, which are supported by the nutrient profiles in their products. So it's really more than just adding a nutrient, but adding it in an amount that results in outcomes that you just mentioned. These are the outcomes that matter. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess meals. Chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh, Never Frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from each week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. I absolutely love the spicy jalapeno, lime cheddar chicken, and mushroom chicken thighs with wild rice. Keep kitchen time to a minimum with Factor Meals because they're ready in two minutes, no shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleanup. I work from home and love the convenience and how delicious Factor Meals are. Head to factormeals.com slash pedsdoctalk50 and use code pedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code pedsdoctalk50 at factormeals.com slash pedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. As a pediatrician, mom, and podcaster, I want to share with you a podcast I recently discovered. It's called Understood Explains, and this season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. I listened to an episode called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 plans, and I learned so much that I honestly didn't know before. I now feel I can better explain these to my patients and their families and better support them in their neurodiversity journey. Navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences can be confusing, and this podcast helps to validate these struggles and provide actionable tips that are useful for parents, teachers, and clinicians. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood explains. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. And so 
Now, Mona, I'm going to actually switch over and have a few questions for you, if that's okay. Oh, yes, go ahead. (laughs) So, So as a pediatrician, what can parents do to support those developmental domains early in like the first baby's year? How can we engage with them to ensure that we have a positive effect on their health and early development? Oh, so you know how you said you love talking about this stuff in terms of formula. I love talking about development. Um, you know, I think this is such a great segue. Thank you so much because everyone is so wanting to provide the best outcomes for their baby. And I think one of the first moments that are important to a baby's cognitive development and growth is the beginning, right? We want to maximize the window of opportunity. Baby's brain and immune system needs to be nourished, you know, in those early months and then also in that first year. To help maximize development and support brain development, parents should be looking at those four domains that I asked you about, right? The motor skills, social and emotional, communication, and cognition. I think one of the biggest things we have to remember when we talk about supporting these domains is nutrition, which, again, formula feeding with a great formula that is having some ingredients that we're talking about, like Enfamil NeuroPro, you know, the different things that we're talking about with that nutrition is vital, but then also how we engage with them, right? To create that positive effect on their health and safety is so important. And that has to do with what we're exposing them to, right? How are we interacting with them in terms of the faces they make? Are we making faces back? Are we showing them affection? So our children's health is not just about what we feed them. It's the environment that we put them in, right? So a child who is loved, a child who is having parents that are happy, you know, I understand uh, early motherhood or parenthood are not going to be like butterflies and rainbows, but I'm talking about (laughs) a caregiver who's just content with what's happening, right? They understand that there's good and bad, but they're overall enjoying the experience for what it is, right? You want a caregiver who feels secure and happy that can be there and be present for that child and give that emotional back and forth, right? To support that social and emotional development. Um, When the child starts to do motor skills, you want to support those motor skills. It's so important besides the nutrition for a parent to be happy. And I I can't say this enough. And I want to reiterate that happy does not mean I'm smiling all the time. Happy means I'm getting into this role. I understand that it's hard and I'm going to foster my child's development by doing tummy time with them and smiling with them and cooing with them and giving skin to skin and cuddles and all of those things to foster all of those domains together. You know, it is such a big picture when we look at our children and it's even more so when we look at development. Mm -hmm. I love hearing what you're saying, that engagement and and really the love that you're providing. Yes, yes. Yeah. So another question. So according to a survey conducted by one poll on behalf of Enfamil, because of this last year, 49% of parents with babies under one year old are concerned about their infant's cognitive development. So what activities would you recommend for strengthening the baby's brain health? So first, this is such a great question, and I first want to talk about what cognitive development is, because I feel like people understand motor skills, they understand uh, language and communication, and then they understand what social and emotional is. But I feel like cognitive is one that people are like, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. And to me, it's one of the most important domains of development. So cognitive development is the ability to understand how the world works and also how humans interact 
And, um, you know, how to read situations is kind of how I describe it. So it is an important domain. And along with social and emotional development, I think it's the foundation of a lot of the other domains. So like I said, you have four domains. You have cognitive, social and emotional, language and communication, and motor. Cognitive and social and emotional are vital for the other two to happen. So in terms of social and emotional, this is a parent who is loving, who is interactive with their child, who shows affection in the parent's way of showing affection, right? Everyone's different in how they show affection. Some are super cuddly, some, you know, make smiles, there's different ways. And then cognitive is how you're showing your baby the world or how you're teaching the baby about the world. So in order to teach language, for example, in the future, you need to have a parent who's engaged, which means social and emotional, right? And you need to have a parent who understands how to teach the child about their world, because that's how we learn about language, right? You teach your child language by pointing things out in the world, by reciprocating with them. And so in order to have that, you have to have a good foundation in cognitive development. And the first cognitive skill that a baby is going to do is paying attention to faces. And this happens from the moment they open their eyes. So from the moment they open their eyes, they are looking around. And the thought is initially babies can't see very well. It's usually probably very blurry. It's hard for us to say because we can't ask a baby what right. they're seeing. But the thought is that things are very blurry, that they're very, very nearsighted. Um, so you have to kind of be in their face for them to be able to see you. But as they get, you know, into that one month, two month age, they're going to start to be able to study faces a little bit better. But it's so important from a young age when they start to open their eyes, to start to narrate what they see, right? When they start to look around, you can say, wow, do you see the fan up there? Do you see the lights over there? You know, mm -hmm. just narrating and attaching what they're seeing to language is so vital for them to eventually in the future learn language. So when interacting with babies, show excitement, right? Um, right? And talk about her or his surroundings or their surroundings to flex those social and cognitive muscles. The other thing that's so important for cognitive development is reading to babies. So this is such an important thing that we can do early on. And I think parents sometimes think, well, they're not listening. They can't understand language. But this is so much more than speaking. This has to do with the foundation of social and emotional development and cognitive skills, right? The more you read to baby, you are showing them things in your world, which is cognitive development. And then you're also having that social and emotional bond, which is the foundation of development, right? right? So you are now promoting communication, social skills, which will eventually help with memory, develop imagination. I mean, reading is one of the most valuable things a parent can do. Parents ask me, well, what toys should I get for my kid? I say, really, you need books, you need your voice, and yeah. then eventually have some puzzles. Because I'm really big on cognitive skills, right? Those are things that basically will promote cognition. And the other thing that we can do is when the child starts to like look around a little more, like two months or maybe even like six weeks, they'll start to turn, you know, their object to items, right? Or they'll start to turn their head to items. So using like a rattle and when they start to open their eyes, move the rattle to the side, you know, have them follow and track. That is also a cognitive skill. The right. first cognitive skill, like I said, is being able to pay attention to faces and then vision is part of that, right? Before they even start to speak or babble, they are looking. 
So looking is part of cognitive development and it is the first skill that you're going to see. And it is a beautiful thing to see. So we want to really foster it. And then as they get older, maximizing my, uh, motor skills with cognitive development through floor play is going to be really amazing. So two months, three months, definitely four months, you're going to start by showing your child on the floor how toys work, right? Like having a rattle, having them in tummy time, moving them from side to side, being able to allow the baby to track objects. This is going to allow your baby to work on motor skills on the ground through cognitive development. I mean, it is something that I think people don't talk about a lot when we talk about infant development is the importance and foundation of just teaching your child about the world. They are going to learn to do so much by allowing them the freedom to explore. And that exploration is going to start from the moment they come out of the womb and open their eyes. I love how you just really speak about engagement, being Mm -hmm. there. That's so, so important um, to build upon these foundation of skills. So one more question for you, Mona. Many parents often worry that their babies aren't immediately hitting their milestones, like their friend's children, you know, they're looking to see what their friend's child can do or their friend's baby can do, or as even outlined by, you know, the pediatrician like yourself, that they're not quite meeting that milestone. So as a pediatrician, what advice can you give to parents when their children aren't immediately meeting, you know, that timeline, that the expectation of this timeline that's out there? Oh, I have so much to say about this. I like literally, like, like, you, like you can tell, I have such a passion for this. And cognitive development is so important to me. Infant development is so important to me. And I'm just so excited that it's also important to Enfimil NeuroPro. Um, so I've collaborated with them to actually curate a few educational articles on baby's development in the first year. And so one of the articles I wrote is actually about helping parents with this milestone anxiety. So um, rather than going into that whole article that I wrote, you can actually check out my article on enfamil.com. And I'm going to be able to share with you what I feel about this topic because it really robs parents of a lot of joy in that first year and beyond, right? They are so worried about, well, my child's not meeting this. What do I do about this? This person's child is doing this. And you lose focus of what's in front of you, which is that child. And so I'm just so grateful for Enfamil NeuroPro for bringing you to me on this podcast, but also allowing me this platform to write this article and future articles about the importance of letting go of that anxiety, letting go of that stress, and really I feel like educating parents through understanding of child development can help them alleviate that anxiety, right? I think parents worry because they don't know what's normal or they don't know what's abnormal. So my role with Enfamil is going to be to educate parents and say, hey, look, I know you're worried about X, Y, and Z because I've been there. I see parents coming to my office, read this article. It's going to really help calm a lot of those fears. Great, great. Love to hear it. Yeah. And uh, one of my last questions, since we're talking about milestones, is are there any nutrients that parents should look out for that help support babies in hitting their milestones? I know we talked about earlier, like, you know, omega-3 and things like that, but is there anything else that can help with brain development? Yeah. So yeah, you're right. As we spoke earlier, we spoke about the benefits of DHA and the triple blend prebiotics that are found in Enfamil NeuroPro. Um, But there are other nutrients like protein, iron, choline, selenium. These are just some of the other nutrients that may help infants reach their milestones in that first year. Now, the amount of DHA in Enfamil has clinically proven cognitive outcomes all the way to five years of age. It's such an important nutrient. So, for Mm -hmm. example, at nine months, it can help promote the sustained attention span 
in problem solving. Again, as you talked about some of those skills that you're really trying to encourage. And then at five years, promote verbal ability, language, right? Language skills. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the scientific literature is full of clinical studies showing the importance of how these particular nutrients and then showing them what those developmental outcomes are. So that connection. So I really hope that today I was able to translate some of that science that's out there and speaking with you, you know, why this is it's so important with that role of nutrition, in addition to the developmental pieces that we spoke about um, that are important to get to your precious little baby. So I know our time is coming to an end, but one other thing, I certainly feel free, everyone that's listening, you know, learn more, um, try Enfamil NeuroPro. You can see it at the site of enfamil.com backslash enfamil-neuropro. Be great to go on the site and read more. Yeah, and I think, like I said, this episode was so important to me to have people listening understand the importance of nutrition because we know that's there, and that's why you know products like or formula like Enfamil NeuroPro is so important to talk about because nutrition is vital. I mean, we don't want to dismiss that. Like, it's important that children get what they need from an early age, but also the environment, right? So, I think we really hopefully drove that point home. Is that we obviously want your baby to be nourished and fed, but we also want your baby to have an environment that they can flourish in. And those two things combined is like the recipe for me for a child who's going to thrive on their own trajectory, right? I mean, this is Absolutely. the goal here. Everyone is so unique. Children are on their own different curve in terms of growth, in terms of milestones, in terms of you know development overall, that our goal here is to foster the child's development in front of you. I mean, I cannot stress this enough. And I speak about that in the article that's on the Enfamil um, website, but it's just been such a great thing talking to you today. Such a pleasure. It's been so educational, Lane, and I'm just so glad that we could connect. Absolutely. Same here. We both are very passionate about yes. these important topics. And I hope everyone can hear that. So remember, please check out Enfamil.com for Dr. Amin's milestone anxiety article and to learn again more about Enfamil NeuroPro and see if whether it's a right fit for you and your baby. Thank you again, Elaine. And thank you everyone for joining us today. Thank you for tuning in for this week's episode. As always, please leave a review, share this episode with a friend, share it on your social media. Make sure to follow me at PedsDocTalk on Instagram and subscribe to my YouTube channel, TV. We'll talk to you soon. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.